Hey guys, M456 podcast. I think we're on episode 11 or 12. Mm -hmm. John, yeah? Yeah. Uh, Last time we did Elijah, and we want to actually pick that back up um, and keep going on that theme as we're learning more. But um, we're going to shift gears. And you're looking at me and our, if you're watching video, my wife has taken over my studio because she's finishing her book on audio. God, come on. 52 years in the making, um, which is going to be awesome. It's her memoir. And so if you're seeing us on video and John's actually sitting in his bedroom, so we're <laughs> going to be doing these and I'll be on the road a little bit over the next couple of months, but it's going to be fun. So we'll kind of see where we do these from. But anyway, welcome M456 mandate 456, the Malachi mandate. Um, if you haven't joined the app yet, journeyman, join the journeyman.mn.co. Um, make sure you jump on there with us. It's starting to gain some momentum. Guys are starting to interact. Uh, we're starting to have a lot of fun. Hey, John, what do we want to what do we want to dive into today? This is going to be fun. Oh man, I well, first of all, you got a beautiful back yeah, headboard right there. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if I've ever Welcome stared at it that close. To the bed. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Not that I should, but you know, oh. got to draw facts to it. You know, um, well, we just we you know we're sitting and talking earlier today. I mean, I've had a busy day, but I, I'm glad that we got a chance to connect. And then it just kind of, I mean, it was in my heart. And then I noticed as we were talking, it was in your heart. And it's just, how do how do we do this life? How do we live this life? And I mean, I mean we're just, let's just dive in. I mean, there's no other way to dive into this. How do we live this life with the question of, of pain, of letting things teach us without, um, I mean, over-medicating ourselves or wondering if, if, if we need to bury it into a, a bunch of self-help trauma things like working it out, counseling it out. And there is place for that. We, we talk about that a lot and I'm not diminishing any of that. But the question for me that I was proposing to you is, is what I was proposing to the father last night. I was, I, I was talking to my wife and as I was talking to Hillary, I just, I just invited the father into it. I just said, father, I was like, I'm going to ask you the same question. I don't see in the text where people say things as though they are, and it's just the way it is. And I don't know if I'm even in, in saying that correctly enough, but it, it's, I'm in an environment where I, I kind of, I take, I take it all in. I take, I take uh, theology based people that are that are text only faith only kind of stuff you know we, if it's not in the bible then we do, we do away with it but i also am in the realm of uh i hate to use the word charismatic but that's kind of the easiest word everybody will gravitate right. to that um where we you know people want to be rich and they say hey i'm claiming this million dollars in the name of jesus it's mine you know or they'll say you know my father has cancer in the name of jesus he's healed and then they just they pray this one time and then, and then they go about their life yeah, yeah. So let, let me bring some clarity. So you'd asked me earlier today, like, you don't see in the word of God in the text, because we're always, because of Bema and because of the stuff we're listening to and wrestling through, we're always wanting to go back to the text. Anything Jesus said, Paul said, Peter said, you can always find it somewhere uh, in the Old Testament. And which is an incredible thing, because it just gives you a hunger for the word. And what you're not seeing in the text, necessarily, is where people just said, oh, I'm going to name it and claim it. I'm proclaiming this and it's done, right? Yes. That's what you're trying to say. And what I said to you is, yeah, I agree uh, to to the point where I do believe, obviously we have faith. Obviously we know God does miracles. 
Um, we, we do believe in the gifts a hundred percent. We're not charismatic. We're not Southern Baptists. We're kingdom people. We're all of those things. Right. And so we embrace all that Jesus has. And we say this a lot and, and, and Bill said it best out at Bethel, Bill Johnson, you know, the best, the Jesus is the best theology. So you can argue with theology all day long, but what we started to talk about and what I wanted to hit today was that the way that Andrew taught me it, right? Andrew Sherman, my mentor, was if if somebody's on the cross, don't take them off the cross too early. Mm. And what he meant by that is if if you're going through some really crappy, shitty things, like you've just light, you're in a dark night of the soul, or something really bad has just hit you, um, you've got to leave people in that stuff for them to learn what God's trying to teach them. You know, this whole fuck cancer campaign and these things that we do, man, they really hurt my heart because I've seen cancer literally save people's lives. Hmm. They had to wrestle through their eternity and what they really believed. Does that make sense? Oh man. And I pray a lot of times for young people when they're going through something really hard, I say, father, hem them in even more until they learn this lesson. And we say this all the time. Pain is the greatest teacher. And I know a lot of people don't like that, especially millennials. They hate that, that sentence, but pain is the greatest teacher. And if we'll allow pain to teach us what it's there for, then we don't ever have to go around that mountain again. And then I'm gonna let you go here, John, but I, and again, bless therapy. Every single millennial I know has a therapist. I don't agree with that. Um, I don't agree with all therapy. I think most therapists are trained to keep people stuck. That's how they make a living. Um, and again, I know a lot of really good, not a lot. I know a few very, very good therapists. Um, what we're trying to get to is transformation. And I don't think you can get to transformation any other way, but by pain. Yeah, that's, that's fair. That's so fair. I mean, I see it. That's what I see in the text. I see pain. I see failures. I see, um, you know, and I love how Marty brings us into the text and the Bama stuff. When he talks about the Israelites, you know, they, they get kicked out of into Babylonian. They, they've messed it up. There was idolatry, but there was also forgetting the alien, the orphan and the widow. All these things in this blender of, you know, centuries of time or however you, you equate the time. But God went with them. They went in that. And Marty, he does a great job. You know, he, they come back. They did learn. They did learn from those mistakes. They did create synagogue. They did get the text inside of them. You know, they, you know, what, what, what did he say in that? It's, it's the whole point of the synagogue was to, to have everybody sitting in a circle and everybody had a chance, a part of whatever synagogue you were a part of, whatever region you were in to get up and present because everybody was equal. God's, God's word is, is not something that we look at. It, it becomes us, you, you know, mean, as we wrestle it. it. Yes. We become it. We wrestle yes. in it. We take possession of it, but it's not possession like, um, I own a watch. It's possession like uh, land. Like when you when you own land, the reason people call it real estate is because it's real. It, it It's something that you have. But it's the interesting thing about it is like when you grab dirt, it, it, it falls through your fingers. So it is something that you possess, but it's not something that you keep. It's something that you pass along. It's yes. back into the line of what we're talking about, the inheritance and heritage. Real estate is so important because you get the understanding of I'm a steward of this. I'm possessing it now, but it's all to pass it along 
to yeah. my children's children's children. Oh, good. So good. And I think what we're seeing, like with Asbury and this move of God happening, um, what we'll tend to do, especially in Western religion, is get in there and try to own it and try to make it about us, try to make, make it about me. And that's what kills these little revivals that break out. And I love that Asbury shut down people coming. I think it's really, really smart because I think it's a special thing that only Holy Spirit's doing. And the Gen Z, man, they got it. They're getting it. And they want it organic and authentic. They don't want it structured or system systemized, right? And yeah. if people would stop trying to run to figure out what's happening in Asbury and just cultivate it in their own backyards, we could see this thing actually spread and multiply very quickly. But we're, we're trained to run to the priest, to run to the pastor instead of taking responsibility ourselves. And I think it's really important in this realm. Um, the way I say this, and I always did with my 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 kids, with all six of them, it was that we, you never want to steal the hunt from your children. Mm. Right. If they want something, a motorcycle, a go kart, if they want something like that so bad, then you say, look, go work for it. I'll meet you halfway. Right. I was standing in a downtown office in Colorado Springs with a guy that managed like a hundred million dollars. And one of the richest guys that he managed was standing there with his 19 year old son. And it was his 19 year old son's birthday. And Mike, Mike's the guy's name. And he said, so what are you going to get for your birthday, young man? And a Maserati pulled up and parked right in front of us out on the street. We were looking out the window and he said, I want that. And I'll never forget. Mike looked at his father and he said, you'll never buy him that. If he wants that, he goes, earns and buys that himself. Because if you give him that, you'll steal the hunt from his life. And that just hit me in my spirit, man, with my own kids and with the generation. We, we've, we've overcoddled them. We've given them everything. We just hand them out of fear. We don't want them to feel pain or hurt. And we're stealing the hunt from a whole generation. Hmm. And we do that in the church. We do that in, in education. We do that in every realm of life. And guys, as men, we've got to stop coddling our young people and actually let them stay on the cross until they learn some of these hard lessons. It's the only way we learn these lessons. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Are you, you kidding learn, me? You don't learn out of being successful. You only learn when you fail. Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Well, well, and that's, I mean, that's, that's the essential thing that I was wrestling, you know, in the text last night, I'm, I'm talking to Hillary and, you know, I'm, I'm starting to do this deal and I want to tell you guys, invite the father into this. I mean, I, 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 I was actually like the father sitting here listening to me. I'm like, father, I don't see. So this whole thing started, there's a, there's a friend of ours and I'm not going to say his name, but there's a family member that's, that's got some cancer, you know, and I, I'm with you. I, I, I believe that God is going to do some healings. I, I think that that's something that's going to happen. Um, but I wrestle with just saying that they're healed and praying this one prayer that it, that, that, that this individual will be healed because I, I, I wrestle with it. I see it. You know, my uncle a year ago had this just massive cancer in his head. And I, I had some very exact things that the Lord told me about him and how long he was going to live. And I, I sat on it for a year. I finally told my dad, it's my dad's only brother. And we were wrestling with it today at, at Starbucks. We sat and had an hour and he goes, you know, John, what's the quality of life? You know, if he does make it this, this length of time, what's that quality going to be? And I go, that's the wrestle that I'm having too with the father. I felt like Jesus told me this very specific thing. 
I told you and I've told my wife, and now we get to wrestle with this and, and work it out. And that, that's, that is in a summation to this other person that that's wanting healing is I'm like, okay, God, I believe in this healing. I really do. But what I see when I read the scriptures and what I see Jesus is he's asking more questions. Yes. You know, he's, you know, he asked the questions, you know, if, are you more righteous than the Pharisees? Are you more in tune with the scriptures than they are? If not, you go and get some more of that, you know, go get some more of the faith. And of course I'm blending stories, but that's what I was, that, and I'm still wrestling with that because learn, I'm, learn I'm waiting. Ask the right questions. Stop looking for answers yeah. and learn how to ask the right questions. And it says that we work out our salvation, mm. right? It's a process. It's not a seven step process. It's not getting there one day when we never get there. And, and guys, let me say this. It's never as good as it seems and it's never as bad as it seems. The whole point of what the father's wanting us to do is wrestle with our salvation, wrestle with our illnesses and our addictions and the things that, that, that bring us down, wrestle with those things, ask him, what is this here to teach me? Quit trying to fix it. Quit trying to fix your kids. I've had to completely give up on trying to fix my relationship with a couple of my kids. And I mean, it's the most painful thing in my life right now. It is the number one thing that can take me out. In, in life right now. It's about the only thing is that these, these kids that I've stewarded um, and not having that relationship with that, with them at the level that it should be. Right. And I just get to die to that. I don't get to fix that. God told me this year, he said, Gary, I'm going to make you a grand father, not a, just a grandfather, but a grand father. I know we've talked about this. Well, you don't become a grand father without being tested at the very depths of what it means to be a to be a dad, to be a father, right? And that's yeah. what we're talking about here, man. You you can't fix it. So why are you trying to fix it? Why are you trying to anesthetize it, and numb it with 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 counseling and all the you know too much alcohol and all the things we do to numb so we don't have to sit with ourselves and deal with ourselves, right? Oh. Oh, absolutely. And, and you know, yeah, feel the pain. And, you know, one of the thoughts that keeps coming up in my in my heart when, as we're talking is you guys have heard us talk about the heart, especially if you're on the journeyman and we talk about getting into the heart. What, what's the whole point? One of the points of getting in the heart and not to, to cut through all the stuff that you're going to learn about the heart and who the heart is and what the heart's about. But the part of the, the value of the heart is the ability to sit in the failure, to sit in the struggle and still feel God loving you yeah. without giving you the answer that we so desperately want sometimes or even need. Right. I mean, I wrestle with the fact that I have to wait. I've been fucking waiting for 20 years. And, and I, I mean that legitimately. I started at a fire station and I love these guys. God put this in me, but it took years of waiting and struggling with, well, I'm not, I'm not Elijah. I'm not these things that I thought. And then all before me, God's loving me. And slowly he is bringing, like we talked about last week, the God speed. There is yeah. a God speed to this wrestle that you're going to have. And guess what? God wins on this. He, does. he wins on this speed of this. You know, there is no, but that is the value of the heart that guys, I can't, I can't say it enough. The reason we want you to get in your heart is because then you can sit with the pain and you can experience God's ability to listen to you and sit with you in that 
and not change it. And you're okay. So good, John. You think about, you know, what did Moses do for those 40 years? You know, what did Paul 15 years, 14 years, whatever it was, Jesus 30 years, like knowing he could radically heal people and change the whole planet. And he has to wait in his heart for 30 years. And then his mom has to go, baby, it's time. Let's go. Right. Mm -hmm. and, and I'm just, it's, that is the point. That is the way of the gospel. That is the way of God is training us as men, how to wait on him, not to get ahead of him, not to build some big thing like we've talked about, but to wait on him. And, and in that waiting, allow yourself to feel the emotions, allow yourself to feel the frustration. Like I'm in a wholly frustrating pattern right now because mm -hmm. I'm hidden. Um, you know, we're, we're waiting and waiting and I'm not good at this. I'm not good at contemplation. I'm not good at reflection. I just suck at it. And so it's something that I make myself do, not as much as I probably, or I wish I would, um, but it is just the way that it works. And I don't see any other way. There, I would be so bold as I don't think there is another way that God has put in. I mean, we plant a seed in the ground and it takes a long time to produce. Like we might see the, the tip of the tree in the first year, but that tree is not going to mature for 50, 60, 70 years. And then it sits in maturity. You know, we're often, oh, that's that's such a sidetrack. I was getting ready to go down the sidetrack of this thing. I'm learning about trees in the garden and why trees are so important to us. So I'm gonna I'm gonna let that go. But it is it is in this place that we're gonna start to see the gospel the way the gospel is represented in the Bible. I, I truly believe that. Mm. I, I really believe when we when we get in our heart and we stop everything that we've said a thousand times in this this podcast. When we get into our heart, then that's the relationship that matters. That's the that's the Jesus I see that can sit and draw in the sand. That's yeah. the Jesus I can see that can let his disciples struggle in a boat. I mean, he loves these guys and he let them struggle. Absolutely. You know, that last chosen. Oh, my God. Oh, or tell me you've seen the last chosen on season no. three. No, I'm only in the second second season. So don't oh go for us. Don't Bro, go. it's but the ability for Jesus to let. I mean, he's letting his beloveds wrestle yes. and he's trusting the father, that waiting, that 30 years of learning to trust the father's voice, to sit and to wait. And guys, I'm, 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 he's doing. Yes. The only way you can learn that. It's the if only you way. You, you can go do it yourself. He mm -hmm. told me, you know, I've built a few things through the years, right? Through the past 30 plus years, businesses and ministries, and they've all died. And he told me on a walk the other day, the reason they've died is because it didn't come from compassion. It was from wanting to build something. And if it's not coming from love, I'm not going to touch it anymore. Hmm. If it's not that I want hearts transformed, I won't touch it. And I won't ever get ahead of God again on any of these things, right? Because it just dies. It's like this hmm. revival. If we start touching it and trying to make it into something, it's just going to go away, right? If we just get out of the way, and let the father be the father and trust the story in the process. That's when we're going to see things. I'm sitting at, with my 84-year-old dad today, and he's just weeping. And he's just like, the things that I can see at 84 that I couldn't see at 50 are amazing to me. It's just mind-blowing. And, and it's true. Every decade, your theology should completely change. I'm serious. 
every every decade you should be taking brand new risks and and oh. and stretching your faith and and making another move and, and, you know we we have this one life on this planet until we usher in the father and and for eternity we get to deal with what we're doing now right and i just say we get to go for it guys and and i don't want to give a lot more cuz i just feel like we don't need answers you guys right. ask more questions yeah. Yeah. Propose questions to us, guys. One of the points of journeyman, and as we work this out, and obviously journeyman is a work in progress. This podcast is a work in progress, but that's that's one of the joys that I have in it. It's the joy of, hey, yeah, this 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 struggled a little bit. We're going to risk over here. We're going to try this and see if this connects. You know, Asbury, one of the struggles is, are we going to keep this right here and just trust the father as he's leading this? If, if it's just worship, if it's just repentance, whatever it is. We're trusting the father in this and walking it out. So good. I mean, it's, and it's the wrestle. I mean, it's, it's the things that you and I have been doing, not, not patting ourselves on the back, but it's the things that I feel I, I see the father letting us discover this together. I mean, we, we cruise up and, and we're going to use this to the, to the T cause I just don't give a shit, but we go up to Idaho and we're, we're seeing men just sitting there and they're, they're, they're roughnecking it. They're going out there wrestling with cows and horses or whatever they're doing. And then they're showing up late at night. And it's tired. They're tired. And but they're 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 giving themselves into a place, even though they failed and struggled, they're still giving themselves into this spot. And then there's a moment the father shows up and it's oh, thank you, father. And then we come back. We come back. We keep going. You're you're actually going up there again here in a few days. Yeah. Going back up, training some leaders to start some more fires. Twenty five guys coming in. <laughs> Going to be awesome. Guys, this is how I want to end this today. You know, and I've said it before. And I think Lake maybe coined this phrase. I'd have to Google it. Uh, but you never, ever trust a man without a limp. And, and a man that limps will limp up to the to the track. He'll line up and run the fastest 40-yard dash he's ever run. And he'll limp back off. Because we're just people that limp. We've wrestled with God. We're Jacob. We're Moses. We're, we're Abraham. All these people through time that have wrestled with God and God has won because he's going to win. We limp when we come under the anointing and the authority, we release who he is through love and we watch him transform hearts and we limp away because it's not about us. It's the hundred year plan. This next move of God is a multi-generational move that need a bunch of dads, true fathers that are a part of it, that are just going to father and steward Gen Z to watch him cover the whole earth in his glory. And I'm telling you, we're starting to enter into something special and something really crazy is, is happening and yeah. we just need to prepare our hearts, man. So, Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, one thought I want to, you know, as, as we close out this one, um, I was thinking about, you know, in the reverse in the, in Proverbs, there's like the beauty of wisdom, you know, it's talking about wisdom and how beautiful it is. I love how Jesus, he takes this moment and he, and he, he takes it to our needs, to our wants. So everything that we're talking about, and he talks about the flowers of the field and not Solomon, all of his glory, all the wisdom that God gave him is more beautiful than these flowers. And I'm sitting here wrestling, like it just hits me. And I'm like, Jesus is making a, a, it's, it's a, it's in the moment. He's saying, look at these flowers. They're sitting here and each one of them is beautiful. And you, you're holding Solomon in this position and not to get down this sidetrack, but you're holding Solomon in this position of wisdom 
But I'm saying, look at the wisdom of the father in this field that no one cultivated, no one worked. They just show up and they're beautiful. Mm. So trust where you're at. There's a beauty to this that is coming to you because God is faithful. He said that I am faithful. I will do these things and I will leave them not undone. Good man. All right, man. Well, join us on the app, jointhejourneyman.mn.co. Please come on there, help us out. Um, We're going to keep doing these podcasts, bro. I love doing it with you. I do too. Love it so much, buddy. All right, man. We'll talk, you know, probably in just a little bit. (laughs) See you guys. Thanks for joining us, man.